helpful for you to read through Mark this week. And now we come to, to Mark 16 and we read the first eight verses. This is God's word. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they led him. Or go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. And I will pray now and ask for God's help as we come to his word. Our Father in God, we thank you that we can come to your word on this Easter Sunday morning. And we can take assurance from your word. Thank you we can place all of life upon your word. And again, we ask that you would show us Christ in your word this morning. Amen. Well, this morning, I want to consider three simple points from this passage that we read. Jesus was dead. Jesus is alive. Go and tell. So firstly, Jesus was dead. Jesus was really dead. Mark's account of the resurrection names three women. Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome. We are told at the end of chapter 15 in verse 40 that as Jesus died... There were also women looking on from a distance, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James, the younger of Joseph and Salome. These three women, who were the first witnesses of the resurrection, saw Jesus die. Furthermore, Mark tells us in, in chapter 15, verse 47, that Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. So two of these women, they saw Jesus die and they saw him buried. And further again, we see in chapter 15, verse 43, that Joseph of Arimathea, a respected member of the council, who was also looking for the kingdom of God, he took courage and he went to Pilate 
and asked for the body of Jesus so he could lay him in a tomb. Joseph confirms that Jesus was dead. And further again, Pilate inquires of the centurion for proof that Jesus was dead before releasing the body. See, Jesus really was dead. And so we come to chapter 16 and we read verse 1. When the Sabbath had passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, they bought spices so that they might go to anoint him, that is, Jesus. They wouldn't have been able to buy spices on the Sabbath, but once the Sabbath had passed, they bought spices so they could anoint Jesus. This wasn't a way of preserving the body. It was simply a way of showing respect, devotion and love for the one who had died. And we're told they came very early on the first day of the week, just as the sun had risen um, to visit the tomb. They knew Jesus had died. They knew Jesus had been buried. And so they were walking up towards the tomb and they were discussing between themselves who would roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb. Verse 3. Okay, they, they wouldn't have had the strength to be able to move it. So they were perhaps thinking, I wonder will there be anyone else around? I wonder who we could ask to help us to remove the stone. And perhaps they were looking at each other as they were speaking, perhaps they were just walking along, looking at the ground, feeling very sombre. But then verse 4, as they, as they approached the tomb, they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. And this was the first surprise of three. Now I'm sure they perhaps looked twice at the tomb, perhaps looked at each other and back at the tomb again, and, and, and looked very puzzled. But they walked on up and they entered the tomb and verse 5 to meet their second surprise. They saw a young man sitting on the right side dressed in a white robe. And we're told in Matthew's Gospel this was an angel. Mark tells us the women were alarmed. That is, they were emotionally distressed. And you can imagine that. Their loved one had, had died they come to visit the tomb and, and it's just not as, as, as they expected at all. They knew Jesus was dead. They were not expecting him to be risen. They were perplexed. They were confused by what might be going on here. What with the stone moved, with, with the angel, perhaps so fearful of what they might see or what they might be told. And that brings us to their third surprise and our second point. Jesus is risen. We read verse 6. He said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified, again asserting that Jesus was dead. But then the angel says, he has risen. He is not here. See the place where they led him. And you can imagine them looking to the place where Jesus had been led in absolute bewilderment. 
Now Jesus had clearly been teaching through his ministry, teaching his disciples that this is in fact what would happen. We can look back to, to Mark chapter 8 verse 31. And we read there, he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And he said this plainly. Following chapter Mark 9 verse 31 Again, teaching his disciples, Jesus said, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days, he will rise. But they didn't understand. And again, Mark 10, 33. He said to the twelve, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles. They will mock him and spit on him and flog him and kill him and after three days he will rise. Jesus said he would be raised and he has been raised. Okay, Our translation here says he is risen. Actually, a better translation is, he has been risen. Scripture makes it clear elsewhere that God raised Jesus from the dead. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We've also thought about this in Ephesians in chapter 1 verse 20. God raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Each of these surprises has been the work of God. In Matthew's account of the resurrection we read, And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone. God rolled the stone away. God spoke good news to the women through the angel and God raised Jesus from the dead. Mark's gospel begins in chapter 1 verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The gospel. The good news. It is God's work through his Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the fulfilment of all God's promises. He is the fulfilment of all God's purposes. All that Jesus did through the Gospels was evidence that he really was the Son of God. He really was the promised Saviour. And finally, God has accomplished what he said he would do. Jesus really did die in our place, paying the price for sin, allowing us to come near to God. 
And he really did rise again, proving once and for all that he really was the saviour. That we are fully and forever justified and have everlasting life. Paul writes in Romans 4, Jesus was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Hallelujah! Christ has been raised. God has done it all. So, point three, go tell. Go tell. Verse seven, look at verse seven. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb for fear and trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Christ has risen. Go and tell. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The gospel is the good news of what God has done through Jesus Christ. Christ has died and has been raised again. Go tell. There are a lot of theories around the resurrection. One was that Jesus hadn't really died. But yet, the centurion confirmed him dead. Another is that the disciples hid his body. But if you read on into Acts and see that these men were prepared to die for this man who was raised, I mean, surely they would not have such extreme dedication if Christ had not been raised. Or another is that the Romans stole his body. But surely that just helped to prove that he was risen. And what would their motive be in this? And the fact that it was women who were the first witnesses to the resurrection is very significant. And all four Gospels agree on this. In this time, women's evidence would not have stood in court. And so if the gospel writers were trying to fabricate this story, well, they weren't going to use women as evidence. And we could go on and on. That's very interesting to look at these. And at times it's, it's helpful to think of these theories. But the women were told... To go and tell. Tell what? Jesus Christ was dead but has been risen. This is the gospel. We are not primarily called to offer proof after proof for the resurrection. But to declare that God has done it. That Jesus died and was raised. What does Paul say in Romans? He says, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. There's a lovely detail in verse 7 that Mark includes. He says, go and tell his disciples and Peter. Remember Peter had failed. He promised he wouldn't deny Christ. And he denied him three times and and 
Straight away he wept bitterly. Peter was a failure. There's no doubt. The women were told, tell Peter. Christ has risen. God has done it. And later on, as as Jesus had that conversation with Peter on the beach, he helped him to see that he is still able to minister, to be a minister of the gospel, because the gospel is about what God has done in Christ, not about what Peter has or hasn't done. It's not about Peter's failure, it's about Christ's success. No one can ever say, I can't come to God because I'm not good enough for God. I failed so badly. I've messed up my life. What should our response be to that? Christ has risen. You are justified before God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, as a Christian, you can feel like a failure. At times, we can be like Peter where we just want to sit and weep at sins that we didn't want to do and yet we still seem to do them. Sometimes it's, it's hard to know what God thinks of us. What should our response be to that? Christ has risen. You are justified before God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Despite human failure, God will complete his work. Throughout Mark, people are are urged to respond to who Jesus is. And perhaps you've seen different responses to Jesus as you have read through. And again, these women are urged to respond to the fact that Jesus is now risen. And they respond with fear. And again as you've read through you may have have noticed that that this is a very common response to who Jesus was and the things that he was doing. They've been told Christ is risen. They respond with fear. We read in Mark 14 as Jesus was betrayed and arrested. We read in verse 50 that they all left him and fled. Jesus' followers filled with fear. But yet it's great to read three acts and as the penny dropped that Christ was risen, instead of responding with fear, they responded with faith and perseverance in proclaiming that Christ is risen. In spite of opposition, in spite of persecution, in spite of little resources, they continued to respond to the resurrection with faith and perseverance. What is your response to the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Are you fearful to go and tell? Or do you go and tell with faith and perseverance? What might be some of the things that cause us fear? Well, perhaps there's a little bewilderment, and perhaps a little confusion. Perhaps you fear your own doubts. 
Perhaps you fear your own ability to adequately prove the resurrection. Do you trust God's word is enough to accomplish God's work? Perhaps you fear the response of others. Fear being isolated. Fear opposition. As we've said, we have unique opportunities in these days to proclaim that Christ is risen. Many people fear death. Many people have no hope beyond the grave. These people need faithful and persevering Christians to tell them that Christ is risen. Will you respond to the resurrection of Christ with faith and perseverance? In spite of your failures and fears and whatever is going on around us, will you be faithful to proclaim that Christ is risen? Christ was dead. Christ has been raised. Go. Let us pray. Our Father and God, we thank you for these truths of your gospel. That Christ died for our sins, that he was raised for our justification. And so, Father, may we continue with faith and perseverance to proclaim, to go and tell that Christ is risen. We ask in his name. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing now a very well-known hymn, Thine Be the Glory. <laughs>